What's up, everybody? This is Mario Maitland, also known as Rio. Make sure you go like and subscribe to our channel below so you don't miss out on any of this great content going forward. Oh, Castleton! Able to What a challenge yeah, by Castleton! Find college big man that I've seen like working in the post. He, he's got his little spin, is up and under. He's great with putbacks. And so, I mentioned this I mean, earlier. I, he's I a known what... commodity of what you're going to get. He's learned to play out of double teams. Uh, he's gotten much better in that area. He's he's limited his mistakes, his turnovers. I think Castleton will be at the top of the list of returning big men in this conference. Ladies and gentlemen, what's the next podcast? Thank you for watching. We got our man Colin Castleton joining the show. Colin Castleton, welcome me and I ask you a few questions about yourself, man. Where are you from? New Haven, Florida. How tall are you? 6'11". What's your favorite thing to do besides play basketball? Uh, I would have to say basketball, like besides basketball, I have to do video games or like golfing. Why Florida? Why Florida? Just um, being able to be from my home state and just representing that name on the front of the jersey and the name on the back of my jersey. Biggest Excited. thing right there. Of course, man. Excited to have you on. For sure, I appreciate it. Of course. Stay tuned. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of What's Next Podcast. I'm joined by the one and only Colin Castleton. We are here in the locker room of University of Florida Gators men's basketball program. Colin, man, welcome to the show, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. No Sorry. problem. No problem. I'm happy to have you on, man. We've been watching you all season, doing your thing on the floor. Now we have you here. We're gonna, you know, break break it down a little bit. Sure, for sure, for sure, man, for sure. So let's get right into things. So, you know, how was your how was your uh summer going so far? Good, good. Everything's going well. Just um going through the process of recovering my shoulder that I had surgery in April. It happened in January, so I tore my labrum back here. Yeah, and then. Just kept playing through it during the whole season. Like, I had it torn. I was just taking painkillers. Like, I was just pushing man, through it. That's tough, man. Felt like playing through it. And then um, when the offseason hit, I had the opportunity to, like, decide, okay, do I want to just go through with the process of going through a draft and just trying to go and get drafted or end up on a team yep. or, you know, try to come back for another year um, and use the extra year that COVID gave us. So um, obviously decided to come back. But just going through that process, it's going great. Um and just taking a day at a time, going to rehab every week, twice a week, and I'm getting close to 100%. So. That's awesome, man. I hope you get back to 100%. You came back for your fifth year now. You think that injury kind of had something to do with it? Yeah. Because I know um, you, missed, you missed about six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was six so. games, and I just had to – I feel like just mentally it was the best decision because, like, you know, I wanted to go, and I had, like, a mindset of, like, okay, I probably think I'm ready for the next level. Like, all right, let me go. It was my last year. I put up good numbers, but right. – you know, the injury was obviously a setback as far as, like, long-term. Like, what I want to do with my career, where I want to go. And I just don't want that to nag or, like, hang around, you know, and be negative towards me. So, so like, what was your mindset? Like, you, you coming from missing six games and then you being thrown right back yeah. out there and then tournaments coming right around the corner. Like, what's going through your mind then? Honestly, like, I was itching to get back because, like, I felt fine after, like, sitting out for three games. Right. I felt fine and then just – they just told me, you know, we just got to be smart. We don't want it to get any worse or um, we don't want it to hurt you down the road. So I felt fine. And the first game back felt a little bit weird because, like, I had to take off running. Like, you condition yourself, you get yourself ready, and then right. you stop out of nowhere. And then you just got to, like, chill for, like, however long, six games. That's an adjustment. Yeah, so I had to build up for, like, a week. And then after that, it was fine. Just food. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
you're in the offseason. What, what you're excited for for next season? Like, it's going to be your last year here. What, yeah. What's the Honestly, just thing? everything, to be honest. I just want to win. Um, I've been in college. This is going to be my fifth year playing. So I just want to go far again, like, as somebody who can be a leader on a team and somebody who's, like, um, looked up to in that sense. Like, I just want to make it far in the tournament. Right. We got a new coach, so I'm excited for that. Um, and then just do take care of business, like just do what I gotta do on the court, um, and just win as, as many games as possible. That's the biggest thing for me. Have fun. Who do you look forward to playing the most? Uh, you're a Gator. Uh, I want to hear this. Thing, I so. mean, I, I want to play t- Tennessee. That's what I've been telling people because last year when I was injured, we didn't play them. Right, right. Um, so that was a pretty big game. Um, Obviously, the Kentucky, they're big. You know, I like playing Oscar. He's a great player. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's a great matchup. Oscar yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of teams, really, just I just want to hoop again because I, you know, I'm going through this recovery process and I haven't been able to play pickup or, like, actually play basketball, like, five on five. So, it's all been just me working on myself and kind of just, you know, making sure that I'm 100%. So, whenever we get back into that organized five on five, I'm ready to just kill, but just everybody, to be honest. You feel okay right now, though? Yeah. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. So, SEC's a monster. We know that for sure. Like, there's teams out there in the SEC. Anybody can, you know, win games or be a uh, team to be reckoned with. I want to ask you, what's the craziest atmosphere you've played in? I know Auburn's up there. Yeah. I I want to see your answer, though. Um, I'm honestly going to have to go with Auburn. I feel like last year, their place was crazy. They were were top – Three in the country. Right. At one point, they were one, then they were two, and then we beat them here. But when we went to their place, that place, like, it's little. Like, it's not that big. Like, there's not as many seats as you think, but it's like a little gym, and everybody's, like, on you. They have actual courtside seats. Like, not a lot of colleges have where you can sit on the courtside and, like, watch games. But Auburn, they have that. So, like, I was talking trash to the fans courtside. Like, got to, and I gave them buckets last year. Like, I think nah, I place. How much you had? 20? I think I had a double-double. with double, like, double, double, almost 10 yeah, like I, yeah, I was I was doing pretty well, but they have a good good atmosphere. Like their students are loud. Like they scream the whole game, yeah. free throw line, running down the court. You like, like that though? Yeah, right? for yes. sure. Like yeah. I enjoy it. Like I people realize like obviously trash talking is a part of the game and like fans yeah. talking stuff to you, but like you obviously hear it when it's not that loud. Like or in timeout and stuff. So, like right, right. that just helps me. Like yeah, they don't realize going. it makes you, it makes you it worse for them, but. It gets you know, gets those juices flowing, man. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So y'all been coaching town, Coach Golden. Talk a little bit about y'all relationship so far. Man, we're getting there. We're um, you know, we're building our relationship. The first day he got the job, he called me. Just wanted to introduce himself, talk about him, where he's been at, um, his path to where he's at Florida now, um, the chip on the shoulder he has. But I feel like he's a young guy. He's got you know a lot of charisma, a lot of energy, and this you know he he relates really well with like players at this level because he's been at this level he's played at St. Mary's when he was younger right um and he's not that old he's like in his 30s mid-30s so he still relates to players in a lot of areas of the game and life so like being able just to connect with your coach is really good um and we're just building a relationship he's still building a relationship with everybody he sounds Um, like a player's coach yeah for sure I like to hear that and he's Um, analytically driven so like he's super smart um but just still getting to know him, you know, understand what he likes, what he doesn't like, things like right, that right, this right. summer. But I'm definitely liking everything about him and the other coaches. So I, I know you said that you've been um, kind of taking a break off the 505 and the pickup. Um, have, of course, you've been in practices. What's the practice atmosphere look like? It's a lot of energy, man. Right now, they weren't um, – we're about to be on break, so we're not doing anything until right when school starts. But 
all summer, since he's been here and all the guys have been here, it's been nothing but the gym has been loud. Like, everybody hears it when they walk in the gym. It's screaming, <laughs> yelling, clapping, all the managers, all the trainers, everybody. So it's a good little vibe, honestly. You know, everybody's super, super excited, ramped up, and it's summer, so that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, great, and when we get back, it'll be a little bit more serious, but yeah. it's definitely been really fun, good energy, so. Nice and gritty, yeah. man. Like, I like to hear that. We're going to backtrack a little bit, Colin. The overall goal is to get to the NBA, right? Mm. Okay, so last year you declared to the NBA draft, and, you know, you got some feedback. Um, talk to me about that process with, you know, going through that draft process. How yeah. was that for you? So after my junior year, yeah, I declared. Um, average like 12 and 7. I just wanted to feel it out a little bit, see where I was at. Yeah. Obviously, like you said, my goal and dream is to get to the NBA, and I feel like I'm going to be able to get there and do good things there. But right. it's all a process. So worked out for about six teams. Um, you know, that process taught me a lot, like just traveling around different cities. Um, like I have a workout. I was stationed in Vegas, Las Vegas, um, at Impact Basketball Academy, working right. out there right. for the whole summer before I had to withdraw my name. And I was there every day. You do like three workouts a day. So in the morning, you do a basketball workout. Then you lift. Then you do shooting later in the day, and that's Monday through Saturday. So you only get one day off, and then you do that for a couple weeks until you go to your different cities for your NBA workouts. Your workout. Yeah, NBA so like workouts. I went to like Milwaukee, Memphis, Minnesota, a bunch of different cities, Cleveland, and you just you fly from Vegas. So say I had a workout on a Tuesday, you leave on a Monday, you get there Wednesday night, you work out Tuesday, then you probably have to fly to Cleveland, and then you have your workout again, and then you got to fly back to Vegas and keep working out. Like there's no like you don't get a day off after you get back to Vegas. So it just taught me a lot with like time management, being able to just know like all right, that's what they do at the next level. There's like it's just so strict. Everything's just always you got to be there, get your work in, and then you can relax. But um, it just taught me a lot. The teams talked to me about what they want to see me work on at the time, um, things I did last year. Um, as far as like right. just showcasing my defense abilities, moving my feet, things they want to see at the next level with big men. So um, continue to work on those this offseason and then just try to kill this year. Nah, that's the goal. I think last the uh, first season you came to Florida it was an eye opener for a lot of people because they, you know, they weren't accustomed to seeing you. you yeah. Know, when you were at Michigan, you yeah. Were, you know, you weren't really getting that much as playing time, but now you got a bigger role here. Yeah. Kind of set you on the scene, which is which is wonderful. Um, you talked about travel. I think that has a lot to do with the NBA, of course, is travel. Mm. I talked to Xavier Moon, who's on the Clippers, and that's all he said, like, the travel's great. Yeah. So I guess they're prepping you for that yeah, travel. Yeah, you basically, know what I'm yeah, for sure, because it's nonstop. Especially in the NBA, it's like 70-something games. And you're just back-to-backs, like, you're flying from the East Coast to the West. Like, you just got to get what used to it. What city are you in? Yeah, you basically, know. that's all it is. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> so. so, NBA, future... We're hoping to get there, right, Colin? Where do you see yourself in the NBA? Playing a little bit of a four or a five? I mean, honestly, just whatever, whatever really? a team wants. Like, you know, I feel like I'll be capable at the time. Whenever I get the opportunity um, next year, like, I'll be ready to just showcase, you know, things that I've shown this year coming up in this season. Um, and just a worker, somebody who wants to work, and I'm going to be polished. So I'll be ready to step in and just do whatever they want me to do. But it doesn't matter to me as long as I'm just playing in, in a, at the next level because I love basketball. You know, just being able to just just hoop for wow. every day. Let me ask you this: Why do you love basketball? What, what's the best thing about it? Um, I just say like you're always able to get better at it. Like you can always work on something to get better at. And there's obviously in life there's things you can work on to get better at, but it's just a basketball. So like every day you wake up, you can go to the gym, 
and you can work on your game for an hour and you're always getting better at it basically like yeah. there's little things you can critique in your game um and you can always become like an elevated as a player you can always become more athletic you can always start shooting better you can always handle the ball better you can so play easy. defense better like there's so many things you can do they can help you elevate your game and you just got to put the work in so that's like if you love working out and doing things to get better it's going to be easy to love the game you know what i'm saying but if you don't really love it um, and you don't love working out, you don't love grinding and things like that. Like, no. I feel like over time, you're not going to really love the game as much as you want. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it'll just yeah. get repetitive. But it's kind of like life in general. Basically, right? same thing. Yeah. If you love what you, you got do, a job. Like, if you love the job, you're going to love doing it every day and realizing, okay, I got coworkers. Let me get to know everybody. Let me get to know who they are and things like that. Same thing as a gym. Like, I got teammates. Got I want to get to know who they are, where they come from, coaches. Like, I've had four coaches in five years now. So, like, it's just adjusting. Everything is an adjustment. Yeah. Being able to just um, change things up and realize, like, you know, like, you're going to be around so many different people. Right, 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 right. And just being able to adjust who you are around right. them as well. Yeah. yeah, life in general. When you, If you love what you do, it, it's like you're not even working hard because you, you're so, your head's so into what you're doing that it doesn't matter. You don't even notice that you're working hard. You True. know what I'm saying? Definitely. I want to talk a little bit about your play style. Mm. Who do you compare yourself to? Now, me. <laughs> I've known you for a while now, and I I, I see a lot of different yeah. NBA players that are in you. You know, Kristaps yeah. Porzingis, Dirk Nowinski. A lot of people might think I'm crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. So yeah, sure. I trust my word. Definitely. Who do you think compares to your game? Who do you compare yourself? Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I've modeled. Like I've watched um, games on. I feel like from just an energy standpoint and like having a, for the right mindset, I've watched a lot of Kevin Garnett videos. Like, I love the way he played. Um, and just, he's crazy. He talks a lot of stuff. It's people. crazy you say that. As soon as you say I never thought of Kevin Garnett. As yeah. soon as you said it, I, I just, like, yeah. perfect. I was so like, like perfect. Just watching him and, like, watching videos ever since I've been young about how he goes about his business. And right, right, right. nobody liked him, but you're not supposed to have friends in the basketball court. So, like, yeah. I feel like I'm the same way. Like, when you get on court, like, I'm not supposed to be cool with you. Like, this is me trying to get to where I'm going to go. And I can be cool with you off the court, but whenever we step... So on the basketball court, like, you know, that's how you have to be. You know, you got to make your money. You got to do what you got to do. So I think him and then from, like, a skill standpoint, I've watched a lot of Tim Duncan. Like, his mid-post game is insane. Like, short rolls, uh, floaters, like, his hook shot. Like, a lot of that stuff I've been able to watch. Um, and obviously, said, like, shooting bigs to be able to showcase that I got that in my bag. Um, and just watch how Definitely. they just work on it, work on it, work on it. And they're all seven feet, too. So they're, they're not guards. Like, they're yeah, they're skilled. skilled. They can put on the floor. And I feel like I can do all those things. So and I, we've seen that, you know, you can definitely, if you watch your game closely, you can see the transition from the first year from Florida to the second year from yeah. Florida. You can see you putting on, putting the ball on the floor a little bit more, you know, yeah. uh, getting into your post moves a lot more, and hooks, post hooks, post fades, all that. So yeah. it's good to see the transition on that end. I want to ask you about, uh, since we're talking about the NBA, give me a top five NBA players right now. Top five NBA players? Yeah, I'm going to give you mine. I'm going to give you mine first, and then we'll right, see. Right, I got right, right. top five right now. I'm going to put Kevin Durant in there. I got LeBron James in there. This is where it gets tough. Uh, Steph Curry's for sure in there. Let's not forget about Steph. Yeah, uh, Joel B. And then my last one, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Luka, Luka Doncic. All right. That's hard, bro. That's a hard question. It's right. hard. Uh, KD won. Well, we're going in order. Not in order, but KD's won. Like, there's no okay. debate. There's no argument. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says. 
KD's him. So he definitely yeah, he's yeah. definitely one. Obviously, Giannis is in there. Oh man, I forgot about him. Yeah, Giannis. I mean, the, those are the best two basically. He's just battling out, so it's just whoever you want to pick first. KD, Giannis, Curry. Of course, he's the best shooter of all time. Nobody's ever gonna touch him. Those three, and then after that, bro, it's, it's hard. Like I, I would say. I mean, this guy. I don't, I don't think you can put Bron in right now. Really? Top. Ah, yeah, probably. <laughs> really? Bron, Bron be fire though. Bron be fire. Bron be really? Fire. And then four. I don't even know who could be four. I would say, yeah, probably Joel. Joel Him or Jokic, one of the two. Yes, Jokic. Uh, I got a beat over. Well, yeah, I'll take a beat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Beat. So it's five. I don't think you can keep Bron out of the top five. You can't, man. If he's in the league, he's gonna have to be top five. You can't. It's talent. I mean, come on now. We we can go all. Go all day about LeBron James. This is about Colin Castleton, though, so <laughs> you're keeping it that way. All right, so we're gonna backtrack a little bit. Talk about your upbringing from Deland, Florida. Yep. You're not too far from the University of Florida, about an hour away. Talk about how your upbringing was in Deland, Florida. Yeah, just um, well, I had military stepdad, so we moved around a lot when I was younger. And then when I got to high school, or we went to high school together, Clyde Lopez, um, stayed there for four years, lived in Deland, which is like 20 minutes from Daytona, um. And then before that, we just moved around different places. Like, I was born in South Florida, Broward County, Pembroke Pines, Florida. Stayed there until I was, like, about seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And we moved to different places, like Tampa, Georgia, to DeLand. Then we went back to Miami, went back to DeLand. So we were just back and forth, basically, until I got to high school. And that's where I was able to, like, stay put and just stay there for four years. Um, and then, obviously, just went to high school um, and then went to Michigan after that. So I want to ask you this, Colin. Um, and I always wanted to know this because back then you, you didn't ask the, the critical questions, right? But I, I would, now I'm in this place I can ask this. Where did you get your competitive drive from? Because you're, if anyone knows, you're extremely competitive. You know, you want to win or like at all costs. Like that's yeah. all you care about is yeah. winning. It's not about the stats with you. It's not about anything like that. You yeah. want to win. You want to push your team and get in get to the end goal. Where does that competitive job come from there? Um, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, like, if I'm being real, like, I don't think I always had it. Like, when I first started playing basketball, right. I was kind of just feeling it out because I was tall. Like, you, I just... Yeah, yeah. You remember I was young, a little bit 14, hesitant. 14. Like, I just didn't really know much about the game and I kind of just was feeling it out playing basketball. Like, I like it. Like, I'm decent at it because I just naturally had skill at it. Um, and then when I really fell in love with the game throughout high school, like, I really started caring. Like, all right, well, I'm not going to play this unless I'm trying to win. Like, I know people who care about stats and looking good or whatever, but, like, you can do that while you win. So, I just, ever since then, like, senior high school, going into college, like, I really learned, like, all right, well, just try to win everything. Because at the end of the day, when you keep leveling up with basketball and getting to the next level, getting to the next level, like, you being a winner is going to separate yourself. So, I've always just had that after playing basketball for a couple of years. I don't think it's something I always had. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I didn't always have just that that grit and that, like, that mindset or that chip on my shoulder. But once I started, you know, I think it really started, like, in high school. When I, like, wasn't top I 100. So like, yeah. I, I had a couple of things that kind of just made me realize, like, all right, well, there's politics involved. And then also, like, things aren't going to be what you, like, sunshine and rainbows. Like, I thought I was, it's good enough to be in the top 100 in high school. Like, I thought I was good enough to be four-star or five-star recruit. You know what I'm saying? And those little things, like, you learn, like, okay, let me use that as, like, fuel. Let me use that as motivation. So, like, when I got to college, maybe, like, my freshman year was a development year. But then, like I said, when I transferred, 
I have more chips on my shoulder because I'm like, well, I haven't really done too much in college to showcase, you know, what I'm capable of. And I know how good I am. I believe it more than anybody else, obviously. So yeah. no matter what you think, I know what I'm capable of and I want to just prove that. So that's basically, that's never going to leave me. Like, it's always something that I think of, like little things that motivate you every day. Like when you're working out, you just remember those. You tell yourself like, oh, remember when this, whatever. Remember when somebody said this. Remember when you were left out of here. Like that keeps you motivated. keeps you just getting better because you never get stagnant. Exactly. And that's just something I always use myself. I talk to myself like when I'm working out. Like I tell myself like, oh, you remember when this person said that. <laughs> you remember when these people were writing this stuff about you. And that's just, that's really what helps you just have that like killer attitude. And yes. like, you know, just that grit basically. Dangerous mindset right there. It's a killer mindset right there. Talk to yourself like uh, Yeah. So a lot of people might think it's crazy or weird, nah, but like nah, obviously nah. I don't sit there and talk to myself, but I tell myself in my head certain things like, yo, you remember this, you remember oh, that's that. Weird, I think. Yeah, so like if you're elite, you know, the elite players did it all the time. Yeah, like, for sure. the same and way. I watch a lot of videos about those players and what they did, and I'm like, okay, well, I get why they do that because there's a lot of guys that don't use certain skill sets or certain tools to help them. They're just good. Like, they're just naturally really good basketball players. I mean, no matter what you do or what they do, they're going to stay that level. But they're not going to ever be able to, like, really level up or get to that next level. And I'm trying to just keep getting better. So. Oh, man. I love that. I love that answer. Um, you Are you looking for any aerial photographers in your area? CKY Imaging might be the one for you. CKY Imaging is a freelance drone services effort by Lexington, Kentucky native Tyler Mills, specializing in aerial media for commercial marketing and construction progress tracking deliverables, offering everything from photography and videography to large scale 2D and 3D models. Keep an eye out for what he's getting into next by following CKY Imaging on YouTube and Instagram. You talked about, you know, growing up in high school, you were the tall kid, right? You was always tall. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with common sayings of being that tall basketball player who can't do anything? Because you first come, you play, you see somebody tall, you say, oh, he's just tall. He, he can't. Like, he's just tall and goofy. Yeah. How do you deal with the, those notions and those sayings? Yeah, I mean, in high school, I got that a lot. Like, when I was younger, right. my freshman year, I was on JV. Like, yeah. every day, you just have people tell you stuff, like, as a joke, like, Oh, like look at that tall, like skinny dude. Like he sucks. Like he's he's unathletic, goofy. Like look at his long hair. Like all that stuff. You remember hearing all that stuff. So yeah, I mean it was cool. Like at the time I was young, so I don't really care now. Obviously, but <laughs> it doesn't bother me. But um, I mean it was funny just looking back on it because like some of it was true. Though I was super lanky, super goofy, like falling all over the place, big feet, and then you just mature and you grow into your body, obviously, but. I didn't really let none of that stuff really get to my head. Yeah, it didn't really bother me because... Like, who cares? Yeah, and, like, my mom was always tall. She said she always dealt with that same stuff. So, once you get to college and stuff, you really just block out what people say about you. So, it didn't really matter. High school, sometimes I listen to it. But once I started doing really well in basketball, you kind of just... Block it out. Blood brush it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tunnel vision focus. I like that. Did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, when I was young. Yeah, when I was young, like... Young, young, like I think when I was in fifth grade, fourth grade, I played a little bit of baseball, a little bit of basketball. Um, and then when I got to middle school, uh, when I started playing like rec basketball, like just for fun, and I was I was liking it, so I just stopped playing baseball and football. I just stuck to basketball throughout the high school, and then yeah, that's when I only played basketball. Yeah, in high school, it, it took you a while to get on the ground running, but eventually you got to where you want to be, right? Um, 
your junior year, you have about 23 points per game. Your senior year, you took that, that yeah. next level jump. Talk to me about the recruiting process in high school and how, how was that? It was it was crazy, actually, in high school. Like, I remember just being in high school. Yeah, um, you, were, you were a late bloomer. So. Yeah, so, like, it happened so fast. Right. Like, my junior year, um, I had some some high major, some a little bit of high major interest, like, my junior high school season. And that summer, going into my senior year, uh, after we played on the AU circuit, like, I got, like, almost 30 offers in one summer. So, like, every single day, I kid you not, the whole summer, every single day I had phone calls. Like, I would be on the phone with a coach, put my phone down, call, be on the phone with another coach, somebody would call me at that time. And it was just crazy. Like, it's just, after a while, you just get stressed out. You're kind of just like, all right, I want to stand. Because, like, right. I, it, it gets repetitive. They say the same things. They tell you the same things. They all say the same exact thing. So, you're hearing the same thing. And it's just like, all right, well, which one's telling me the truth, which one's not telling me the truth. It's got to be a stressful process at yeah. some point. Um, I, I remember talking to uh, Reed Shepard. He's actually going to kind of went through that process a little bit. He's, he's going to the UK in a few years, University of Kentucky in a few years. But uh, it's got to be overwhelming, you know, getting those coaches and all that. But at the end of the day, you still are thankful for it because, yeah. you know, you're in that, you're at, you had that opportunity. Yeah. And then, like, when my recruiting process ended, you know, I called all my all the coaches to offer me, told them, like, I appreciate everything because – I remember, like, when I wasn't anything with basketball. So, like, when I got to that level, I was like, you know, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to go to yes. your school. Thank Absolutely. you for the situation. But, obviously, I'm going somewhere else. So Right, right, right. Did you – were you surprised that you were getting all these offers? It came at you like, yeah. like that. I mean, I remember it was in South Carolina. We played some tournament. And, like, I had a decent game. I had, like, I think – we played Zion. Like, we played Zion Williamson. And there was probably, like, 40 coaches, like, just sitting on a baseline. Coach K, Coach Kyle Park from Kentucky. Like, so many coaches. And I was like, dang. Like, that, I saw a lot of good coaches when I was playing before them. But then when he played, I was like, yo, so every legend was sitting right there. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, what the heck? Like, and then I started playing, and I was good. But I think I had, like, 15 and 8 with, like, a couple blocks. Made some noise. Though. I was doing good. Like, after that game ended, it was, like, 5 p.m. We went to get food, went back to the hotel. There it goes. I got, like, 12 high major offers, like that, literally in one night. Like, Baylor, NC State, like, a bunch of these schools were just offer, 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 offer. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, overnight, it was just boom. I woke up the next day, called my mom because I fell asleep, and then it was just crazy how quickly it happens. But, yeah, it was a cra crazy process for sure. That's crazy. This is insane. Come on, I want to ask you this, man. A lot of people don't understand how hard you work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like when they say, Ronnie, working the darkness and shine in the light. Right, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 something like that. I know what you're talking about. You're the example of that, right? Yeah. Talk about your work ethic and how mm -hmm. important that is to you. Um, It's something I've, I've learned as well. Like, I think of how I was telling you about, you know, my energy, charisma, my grit. I feel like that's something you can learn, like being a good worker. Uh, having a good work ethic, being a hard worker is something that you can pick up. It's not something that there's some guys that just naturally have it in them. And there's yes. some people that learn, you know, how to navigate your day. Um, time management plays a big part in that, you know, being able to know, okay, you have this amount of time to work out. If you don't work out within this time frame, you're going to lose out on your day, you know. And um, for me, it's just always been like when I first got to college, I'd say I wasn't as good with it because I was so excited to get to college and like just be it involved in it, like a college atmosphere and just playing basketball, I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And just days would just stack and I just wouldn't do what I need to do. And it catches up to you. But as I've been throughout college, I've been able to learn like just you can't waste days. And like 
being able to just get better. Like I told you, basketball, you can always get better. So even if it's 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, two hours, whatever you want to put time into it, um, you can get better at it. So just taking those days off is going to take you back a little bit. So if you just have that mindset, like every day you can work to get better, the days you don't, you're going to get worse. You can't get, you can't stay the same. You're always going to get better. You're going to get worse. And like, that's just something that I keep in my mindset is like, always get better. Like the dudes in the, in the league and SEC right now, they're probably working out too. So what can I do? What can I do when I'm playing them heads up and we're going at it? What can I do to like push through that wall? Like when we're both going at it, we're battling. Like, what am I going to do to be able to just get over that curve so I can play better than them or I can win the game or I can help my team win, get the extra block, get the extra rebound. You know what I'm saying? Just things like that. So that's just what I drive myself off. And my work ethic comes off of just like those chips I have too on my shoulder. Like when I work out and I talk to myself, like I'll wake up in the morning and be like, yo, go work. Like don't be lazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get in the gym. Like the other dudes aren't being lazy. You know what I'm saying? What what motivates you to is is it wanting to be the best or mm-hmm. is it okay? Uh I mean I, honestly just just getting better is the biggest thing. Like I know four years ago where I was at in college, I know where I'm at now, four years later. So now I look at it like, okay, in four years, where can I be? You know, I was 18 when I got to college, and I had so much to learn. I was like a little deer in the headlights, didn't know anything. I was at Michigan by myself, had nobody to help right, me. Right, right. Now I'm back home, 22 years old. Like, I've learned so many things. So then I just look at it like, all right, well, in four years, where can I be? You know what I'm saying? Like, so much stuff can happen in such a little amount of time, but you got to do the right things. You got to, you know, work as hard as you can. You got to put the hours in. It just doesn't happen. You don't just wake up one day and, oh, this happened, or this happened. Like, and a lot of people may think that, but over those years, things accumulate, work <laughs> ethic, all that stuff will just it, change it your comes. life. It can change your life. Exactly. So. Uh, I, I love the mindset, Colin, where you, you said you look at yourself four years back and then you look at yourself four years later. A lot of, I feel like a lot of athletes in general, they don't look towards four years later. They're yeah. kind of in the now, mm-hmm. taking everything on. Yeah. Way. And I mean, I get that. Like, I understand, like, people want to live their life and, you know, they're focused on what can I do now for tomorrow or take it day by day. Like everybody talks about, okay, well, day by day. And yeah, I take things day by day, of course, but if you're taking it day by day, you're seeing yourself in the future. Like you're going to see, okay, well, every day I stack these days, if you're taking it day by day, what's going to happen in the week? You're going to get better. Like you're not going to just take it day by day and stay the same. So exactly. um, I do take it day by day, obviously, and calculate my days, time management, like I was talking about, but I also like thinking, okay, well, where can I be if I put this amount of work in um, and then everything else just takes care of itself. Don't stress about it. Awesome. Um, so moving on, Colin, why Michigan? Why, why did you decide to commit to Michigan out of, mm-hmm. out of high school? Um, well, it was a good fit out of high school. You know, I um, had a good relationship with all the coaches that were there. Right. Coach Beeline was a coach there. Um, going into my freshman year, they just came off of the national championship year. <laughs> Four-star. Um, I was right outside the top 100, so he likes recruiting kids that are like, at the time, he liked recruiting kids that were like under the radar a little bit, and he oh, wow. could like try to develop them into something, you know, NBA that. players and stuff. Like a lot of guys that went to Michigan uh, at that time when he was there were um, under the radar guys that went there and they just blossomed into something yeah. nobody really realized. So he saw that in me. He saw that I could shoot the ball in high school, put on the floor, do a lot of things. A lot um, of things. Yeah, and he was just like, you know, we have this plan for you, and it it was great. Like I thought that was gonna work out perfectly. So then I went there my freshman year. And then he obviously got a job in the NBA and just things after that just unraveled. But um, it was it was right. a good fit out of high school. And I thought it was – I, I, I learned a lot, honestly, at Michigan. Like, I feel like I matured. I was going to ask you, what, yeah. what's the best advice that 
you got from Coach Bay Bayline? Yeah, um, from him when I was a freshman, just I think the biggest thing with him was just he was so detail oriented. Like yeah. he was an older guy, obviously he's been around the game for thirty plus years, yeah. so he's seen so many different players, so many different coaches, so many different faces that he knew like what it took to win. And obviously not everybody's gonna agree with certain people. You're not gonna agree with everybody, but you know, I just tried to listen to what he did. He was super big on time management. Um, if you were late, like, you know, if I, I was late a couple of times my freshman year, certain things, then you regret it. Like, you're like, all right, I'm not going to be late again. Like, I'm going to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And that just teaches you, you know, it's life lessons. And it's helped me to this point. I want to ask you, how how was it playing alongside, you know, playing behind, you know, John Teske, yeah. those guys, Darius Sampson, mm-hmm. Ignis, yeah. Jordan Poole, yeah. those guys. Like I said, yeah, I was young, so I was just able to learn from those guys. They all um, made it to the next level. They're doing great things. Just watching them, because I didn't play a lot, obviously, my freshman year. Just right, right. practice, being able to ask questions. Like, hey, bro, like, what did you see here? Like, why are you doing this? Because in high school, you think you know the game of basketball. <laughs> no. You don't. Like, once you get to college, it's a whole nother game. Like, t- terminology, defensive strategy, like, different plays being called. Like, with Coach Beeline, I had to remember, like, 60 plays. And there's sets out of those sets. And, like, it, it was crazy. Like, you don't understand until you get there. All right, I need to really, like, study it, honestly. Like, you go home, okay, let me remember to play. Because if not, I'm going to forget. And then you're going to not even be in the game. I'm going to get put in practice the next day. And then that's going to hurt me to get in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, not a lot of people realize they think like, oh, you're good enough, like you can just play in college. That's not how it works. Yeah, like you have to learn certain details that go into There's a lot of things that go into it and just being able to to be open and coachable is the biggest thing. You talked about this earlier. You played for four different coaches in your gonna be my fourth one now. Gonna be your fourth fourth one, Coach Golden. Um talk about that process and your where's your mind at when you're going through these changes? Like four different coaches, man, that's insane. Um well, I mean, after the third one, you kind of get used to it, honestly. Like, <laughs> if I'm being real, like, after three years, it's like, all right, well, if another one comes, you know, it happens. I was kind of in a weird position because I could have gone to the next level could have came back. So it was a little bit more serious. But, you know, the first ones, I didn't have a choice. I could have transferred, but, you know, then you got to sit out. And it's a good learning experience, honestly. Like, I feel like, you know, it's awesome to have a, the same coach that you build a bond with for the same four years. That's awesome, too. But being able to just learn from – different coaches who have been around the game for so long, like Coach Beeline was around the game for 30 plus years. Just one of the best coaches I believe was in college basketball at the time. Coach Howard. Coach Howard played in the NBA for 20 plus years. First player ever to win um, or make a $100 million contract. He was the first player ever in the NBA to make a $100 million contract. Yeah, nobody knows that. Um, Played in the league, went to Miami Heat, coached there, played there, and just has learned so many things. And I feel like a lot of stuff that he has taught me has been able to help me, even though I don't play for him or go there anymore. I've been able to just keep that in my brain and learn it. Then Coach White last year at Coach F Florida, he's the one who brought me in my junior year. I knew him in high school, he recruited me. Being able to learn from him because he was able to come from a low major and do well at a high major school. And then now my fourth coach, Coach Golden, obviously came from San Francisco. He's a younger guy. And all of them are different. Like they all have their own different type of style, flavor, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Just being able to adjust how I am around those guys and just being able to learn from them is the biggest thing. Obviously, stay yourself. Like, I'm always going to be myself, goofy, funny. But being able just to learn how they are with, with players and adjust to how they teach them is, is something that I've learned. And it's going to help me, like, later on. Like, I yeah. feel like at the next level, you never know what can happen. You can get up and have to go somewhere I like that. Say that. Yeah. So, you know, if your coach does that, it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect you. you. Yeah, yeah. preparing you. So, you're well prepared for the NBA. You know, anything can happen in the NBA, yeah. like you said. 
this is a perfect opportunity for you to learn that. Definitely. You learn that, right? Okay, so Michigan was, you know, a learning experience for you. Why Florida? Why did you want to come back? And I know it's a perfect storyline. It is a perfect storyline, but but was there something else that made you want to really come back to your home state? Yeah, um, being able to just regroup and build my confidence back up because I feel like after my first years in college, I kind of like backtrack a little bit in the confidence standpoint of basketball, like being able to just really be myself, um, stay true to who I am and know how good of a player I was. And I feel like that was just a big thing, like being able to just be in my home state and rep that, um, you know, where I come from, my family's here, my support. friends here. Yeah, the support group. Like um, while I was there, obviously didn't have as much support as, as um, a lot of people could have, but I feel like that matured me up. So being able to learn those things and then come home, and build that back up just turn me into a beast, basically. So uh, yeah. that's the biggest thing for me, and then just having that support group. So what was it like, you know, playing with those guys, you know, uh, Scotty Lewis, Trey Man, and having that team? Y'all had a loaded team, and y'all yeah. made yeah. it pretty far into the tournament. It was great. Um, you know, that was my first year here, so I was still trying to get to know everybody and just um, kind of add myself to that, that situation that we had, which was a really talented roster. I feel like, you know, we could have went further. Lost to Oral Roberts, which was obviously a heartbreaker. And they had a good team, though. They had some really good players. Um, but we just didn't execute what we needed to. I feel like we could have, man, if we would have won that game, we could have made it probably to Elite Eight or something like that, you know. But can't dwell on it. You know, it was a great opportunity. I was able to learn from those guys, two NBA players now. Um, yeah, yeah. Both and they're doing well. Guys. You know, they're learning. Scotty's playing with the G League a little bit and, and doing really well. He's going to have his opportunities to start thinking. And Trey's killing in the NBA. So, um, they're both doing really well. I'm, I'm pretty, really happy for them, proud of them, excited to see what's in store for them within the next couple of years in the NBA. And then um, just, we had a good year though, but I feel like we could have made it further, obviously, but that's why I'm coming back for this year. Of course, I love, I love that mindset, man. Um, talk about the transition from, you know, coming into Florida, the first season you were kind of finding your way through things, you know, seeing what your role was. Now, the second season when you came back, you're a beast now, right? Yeah. You're, you're a leader. You, you mm -hmm. molded into more of a leader. Talk about how you transitioned into that role. Yeah, I think it's just honestly what I've been taught. You know, uh, if I'm being real, like when I was at Michigan, I had really good upperclassmen. Uh, Xavier good. Simpson uh, was still a good friend of mine. Um, he was one of the best players I've ever played with as far as being a teammate, being a, um, a role model, teaching me the right things. Charles Matthews who oh, was there. Yeah, he, he was at University of Kentucky. Kentucky he transferred. Yeah. Um, he was really about his business. He was a great player, super athletic, had a great jump shot, and just how they went about their business every day. Like, I was able to just sit there and learn and and really, like, understand, okay, yo, like, me and X were locker uh, roommates, basically, so his locker was there, my was here. And every day, I was just asking questions. Like, some days he would get annoyed, but <laughs> after we became really good friends, like, he, he understood, like, why I was asking those questions. Right, and right, right. obviously, he knows now the player I'm at, I'm, I am, he realizes probably, you know, like, what I taught him probably helped a little bit, so. Um, I give credit to them, like what they taught me while I was at Michigan yeah. um, and being able just to soak it all in. And obviously all the coaches I played for, being able to just have the experience that they had and learning um, all the great things that they've learned being around the game of basketball and the great leaders that they've coached, um, the attributes that those players have had. So I just try to just take all that in and try to just turn it into myself. Yeah, I think it molded you very well. Uh, turned you into the man we see right now, you know, Colin Castleton. Uh, I want to ask you, I'm backtracking a little bit. 
Who's been the toughest matchup, you know, from this past season? Now, the yeah. SEC, like I said, is loaded. So, so team-wise, last year, um, man. Auburn was tough. There was a good team. Yeah. Auburn was good, man. Arkansas was, was good. Uh, Kentucky was good. Honestly, last year when, when I was playing, I'd say Kentucky was the hardest because um, we beat Auburn, and I feel like we should have beat them when we played there as well. Right. We had a couple of mistakes that we made at the end there that we shouldn't have made, but I feel like we could beat Auburn both times. They're still obviously a great team. They were a great team. They had Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, a bunch of good guards, obviously, but um, I feel like we could have we beat Kentucky one of those games. The other game, they stomped us, but I think Kentucky was all around the best team. Like, they had size, good guards, shooting, and they had just – Playmakers, great so balance, yeah. yeah, they just had a great balance of everything, and and you would make a run, and they would just stop right it right back. back, or you would get a rebound, and it wouldn't matter because they would get a layup right away, or they would get a three, <laughs> and it was just like you're always trying to crawl back, and I feel like they just had an all around solid team led by you know their big man Oscar, but they had a that? great, they had a good team. What was that matchup like against Oscar? It was good. It was a good matchup. I feel like um, he's 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 relentless, man. Like he just doesn't stop. Uh, I was able to learn things from him when I played him. Like, yeah, all right, maybe I need to do that too because <laughs> it's working for him, you know. And he he did everything he was supposed to last year, best player in the country. So um, and he deserved it all. But I feel like now I'm I'm back in two shoulders, so I got a little bit more to show him, um, a little bit more to prove this year. But um, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, obviously. But I feel like me being 100% healthy is going to be a little bit different of a ball game. So I'm excited for that one for sure. Absolutely, that that's going to be a good one, yeah, man. That's definitely, definitely going to be a good one. So, Colin, before we head out, I want to ask you these two questions. Any advice for the younger generation? Anyone looking to come up and you know, be the next Colin Castleton? <laughs> yeah, I say just um, be true to yourself. Um, keep working hard. You never know, like I told you before, how quickly things can change. You know, your life can change really quickly. If you just keep putting the work in. Um, listen to the right people. Don't get steered the wrong way. And just whatever you love doing, keep perfecting your craft. Like, be working hard, um, have the, have a great attitude, be coachable. Um, and I feel like things can work out for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, this is What's Next podcast, so we always end out these questions. What's next for you? What you got coming up, man? Uh, finish this rehab process. Um, I'm about to be 100%, so super excited for this year. Uh, Coach Golden came in, like I told you, he has great charisma. Um, and I'm just super excited for this this upcoming season. Uh, it's my last year, so I got to go out with a bang. Hey, Love this. You school. heard it. <laughs> so, definitely got to go out with a bang, so I'm ready. But he's, he's ready to rep Florida. I love staying it. Staying low-key, under the radar, and then just coming out with a bang when the season starts. That's basically it. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. One of the best college basketball players in the country, Colin Castleton on What's Next Podcast. I appreciate you for appreciate coming it, bro. on, man. Thank it's you, been man. an absolute pleasure. You stay tuned. Make sure you hit that red button, subscribe on YouTube, and follow our Instagram and TikTok accounts as well. What's next podcast? Stay tuned for that next episode as well. All right. All right, call man. Sure. For more episodes and exclusive content, subscribe to What's Next with Rio.